0: So this week we're uh, laning three Parshish, parshas Vayakal, Parshis Pekhude, parshas HaKodesh, we're ushering in uh, the last week of this month. and I wanted to try to, <coughs> to bring out something that hopefully is a good message, a healthy message. Parshas HaKodesh, is almost a tease, and we read about his Zman, then, and then that's it. And then we we'll So I'd like to begin in, in Pasha's Pekudei, right after uh, Ravi. Let's remind us. Let's remind ourselves. Parshas Truma, the Rebbeinu tells us exactly what needs to be made. He tells Ma'aser what all the different ingredients are to make the Mishkan, what needs to be brought, <coughs> Kalim of the Mishkan. Parshas Tetzave, he tells Ma'aser that the and the Vayakal and Pukhudeh, comes, Vayakal, he tells us, tells Tla Yisrael what needs to be done. Tla Yisrael brings everything, everything is made, and Parshish Pukhudeh, it all ends. Rashi tells us that Moshe Rabbeinu himself was not involved in the construction of the Mishkan. He didn't contribute anything. He didn't make anything. And it was Chal Shadaito, and Moshe Rabbeinu wanted so much to be a part of the Mishkan. He told them what to do, but he didn't do a thing. So the Pasuk says, Vayaviyu es HaMishkan El-Masheh. They brought the mishkan, they brought everything. They brought the mishkan itself to Moshe once, once they finished making it. Why did they bring it to Moshe? Why didn't they just tell him that it was all done? So Rashi says, <laughs> They try to put up the mishkan, they try to build it, they try to construct it, but the mishkan didn't, they couldn't, it was too heavy. The crushing were too heavy. <clears throat> <clears throat> Why did allow this to happen? Since Moshe Rabbeinu didn't do anything for the construction of the Mishkan, he had Khalisha Sadas. <laughs> so Rashi says, Why didn't why went you know, What happened? He says it was too heavy. The crushing, the beams of the Mishkan were too heavy to lift up. They didn't know what to do. So they left them to Moshe. They said, Moshe, we don't know what to do. Moshe understood that this was his shlichus. Hashem left something for Moshe to be able to do. So what did Moshe do? If nobody could pick it up, so how could Moshe do it? So Moshe himself asked Hashem, how am I supposed to do it? I understand that this is what you left for me, but how am I supposed to do it? For those who just came in, just want to speak up, we're beginning now, they finished putting together all the kalim of the Mishkan, the crush, and everything that needed to be done. It's brought to Moshe, they bring it to Moshe, they can't put it up. It's way too heavy, the beams are too heavy. So what are they going to do? Rashi says, why did Why did the Hashkacha have it this way, that they would bring it to Moshe? Because Moshe didn't do anything to make them in the construction of the Mishkan. So Moshe asks Hashem, am I supposed to lift it up? It's a tremendous Rashi. How am I supposed to lift this up if, it's a, if a human being can't lift it? to Take your hands and involve yourself with your hands to lift it up. Let it look like you're lifting it up. And it'll be nizkaf, it'll straighten up and get up by itself tremendous thing. And that's what it says. Who came A Mishkan? The Mishkan self-lifted. So what does Hashem tell Moshe? Go there. Go up to the Krasem. Make it look like you're lifting it up. And it will come up by itself. If you do that, it'll get... So who put up the Mishkan? Nobody. So this is a charade. Moshe Rabbein is pretending. Go over. Pretend you're picking it up. Nira can make him up. Let it look to the naked eye that you're lifting it up. It'll get up by itself. And that would make... Moshe feel good? He wanted to be involved in the construction of the Mishkan. He wanted to be involved in putting, uh, putting it on. He didn't make a contribution. He, he pretended. He made it look like he was doing something. Or he wanted it for other people? Such a difficult Rashi. Everybody understands the answer. Such a difficult Rashi. How is this appeasing Moshe what, do, what are we learning from Moshe? Everybody wants to feel accomplished. Everybody wants to feel like he's achieving something. The Mishnah says, the very last Mishnah, end of the second parable. Pirkayavis, Rabbi Tarfan says, <laughs> It's not on you. You don't have to have the burden of finishing the malacha. You don't have to finish the job. However, <laughs> Nevertheless, you're not a benchharun, you're not free. From <laughs> being But what's the point if I can't finish it? What's the Mishnah teaching me? What is Rabbi Tarfan? He's a Tana. What's Rabbi Tarfan teaching me? So you could say, my job is not to look at the end game. My job is to do the best I can, and that will be enough. Then the Mishnah, what are the two parts? <laughs> what is the Mishnah saying? Moshe Rabbeinu again, he's doing this. He couldn't finish the job. What's going on? So I want to share with you a vart from Reb Chaim Bital. It's a tremendous, tremendous vart. It's a, it's a vart that, that I think could give us a tremendous amount of chesed. <clears throat> He's explaining a pasuk in Parshas VaYakil. Parshas VaYakil, tells Klal Yisrael what was necessary to make the Mishkan. What were all the different the materials that were needed? And people come; they bring it nonstop. Within two days, everything that was needed to build the Mishkan was given. These contributions that were made by Klal Yisrael. Where did Klal Yisrael get this money? All this money had tremendous sentimental value to it. This is what they got from the Mitzriim who harassed them, who, 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 who tortured them. Each one went to the one to, to the Mitzri that, that oppressed him and got all these materials from them. These materials <coughs> had a tremendous amount of value to them, and they gave it up. the they gave it to the Mishkan. They come; those who were in charge of building the Mishkan come to Moshe and they tell him Marbim The people have brought more; they bring in more than is necessary. Moshe says, "Okay, tell people they should stop bringing." Says the Torah. This is in Parashas Vayak, Vayak. The malacha, the work, the materials that were brought were enough. Dayon means they were enough. and there was extra. There was enough and there was extra. Then say that there was more than enough. What do you mean? There was enough and there was extra. If there was enough. There was enough. If there was extra, there was more than enough. Arachim is an incredible Teretz, could I just to mention it briefly, <coughs> The Arachim HaKadosh teretz is, it was really more than enough. But imagine how a person would feel, if you see that there's extra gold lying around, there's extra silver, how would a person feel as we just mentioned, this money meant so much to them, these materials, it had a sentimental value, it wasn't just gold and silver, this was their revenge, so to speak. This is what they got to in the Mitzrayim. How would a person feel, how would any Yid feel if he finds gold and silver lying around, maybe my gold and silver wasn't used. Zakta Arachayim, Akarish made a That even though there was more than enough, there wasn't a drop extra. Somehow, everything somehow ended up being used. Every bit was necessary. Nobody was redundant. Nobody's nadava, nobody's contribution was redundant. That's the way the Arachayim explains it. I want to share with you the Pshar of Rabchaim Vital, and he say for Eitz Adas Toy. And it's the exact opposite of Shah. Again, the question is, it says, there was enough and there was more. <coughs> was there enough or was there more? So he say, he learns this way. Really, there was not enough. Everybody brought whatever they needed to bring. They thought that they had more than they needed. But son, there was not enough. But since they brought it with Nadiva Salev, since the contributions that they gave were contributions they gave with a full heart, HaKadosh Baruch Hu doesn't turn that away. You do the best you can, you make a contribution, you try, person puts in his Nadiva Salev, there was enough. How was there enough? They didn't give enough. Because HaKadosh Baruch Hu made it more. He allowed a bracha to be sure that the little bit became more. Why? Because they did it with Nadiva Saleh Because they did it, they did the best they can. HaKadosh Baruch Hu doesn't need us to accomplish more than we're able to accomplish. The accomplishments he'll take care of. Hashem Shabbos wants us to do the best we can, but He wants us to do the best we can. You do the best you can. If you're meant to accomplish more, somehow you'll accomplish it. Even if Alpidar Chatelet didn't make any sense, the Rabbeinu Yonah on that Mishnah really learns. This is the pshat. Lo y'alacha am the ligmar. Says Rabbeinu Yonah. Person says, "There's no way I could finish all of this. There's no way I could finish all of this. There's no way I could finish all whatever it is that I'm trying to accomplish." I'm trying to work on a me that at the rate I'm going, how many, I can't do it all. He says, mm-hmm. You're not a ben to be from it. What does that mean? But if you try the best you can, and you don't just say, fine, so I'm not going to do it, I'll work on something else. You do the best you can, and The reason you're not a ben is because if you do the best you can, HaKadosh Baruch Hu will give you the atzlacha that you need to have. Even though it didn't make sense when you started off, how was I supposed to do it? a tremendous thing. We're learning this from Moshe Rabbeinu himself, the most accomplished human being, the one who took us out of Mitzrayim, the one who gave us the Torah. Moshe Rabbeinu, the one who's anav ma'od, he worked on his midas, anav ma'od mikol agam, the most humble person ever. And Moshe Rabbeinu is the one, who wants to make a contribution to the Mishka. What is his contribution? He's going to lift it up when others can't. But he, but he can't lift it up. But he could try the best he can. And when you try the best you can and it comes up by itself, who gets credit for putting up the Mishkan? It's Moshe, because he did the best he can. The reason it lifted up was because he did the most he could. So will allow the accomplishment to happen. Not despite the fact that he couldn't put it up. Because he did the best he can. He went over, Nira Kimo, this is what you could do, so do it. And the accomplishments will come. If we do the best we can, the HaKadosh will allow the accomplishments to happen. This is the Yisod in Parshas Vayakil. This is the Yisod in Parshas Pifude. We're also reading Parsha Sachar. So I want to share with you something from the grub. an observation the Gra makes. I saw this in a sefer called Hamara Gado. Just show up the Divrei that they were Malachite <laughs> from the Gra on on Chumash on Tanakh. Many of you might have heard this uh, this bar from the grub, but we'll say it over. Based on what we're saying now, we'll tie it. You know, we'll give it a little bit of, a, of an explanation. The Quran says that there are three times, everybody's name is alluded to in the Torah somewhere. you we'll the Avner story with the Talmud of the Ramban. Everybody's name is Merumah somewhere in the Torah. Where is Moshe Rabbeinu's name? Marumas? Well, he's, he's all over the Torah. But there's a Ramah, says the Quran. There are three mitzvahs in the Torah that we find. that Baruch Hu told Moshe and Moshe Rabbeinu was shown by Hashem exactly how that mitzvah needs to be done. Three places that we find that Hashem has to actually do show and tell when he teaches Moshe Rabbeinu. The first is HaKadosh HaKadosh Baruch shows Moshe Rabbeinu What the new moon is supposed to look like At the time of Kiddush HaKadosh <coughs> <laughs> Moshe Rabbeinu was niskasha. Moshe Rabbeinu didn't understand exactly How it was supposed to look HaShem shows him That's HaKadosh There's another place That Moshe Rabbeinu was niskasha. That was by Shkala By the Matzis HaShadot Moshe whatever he didn't understand, it's a different schmuzh, but Moshe Beinu didn't understand. Hashem had to show him a matvea shaleish. He had to show him the coin. And the third case was the menorah. Moshe Beinu didn't understand exactly how to make a menorah from one mixture. Hashem shows it to him. Zeh menorah Says the Quran, these three places, if you look at the words, hachaydash, shkalim, and menorah, you'll find Moshe Rabbeinu's name. Look at the Roshet tables. Hachaydash is a hey. Shkalim is a shin, Menorah is a man. So the Rashi tables of Hachoidesh, Shkalim, and Menorah is Moshe. Look at the Seifei tables. Hachoidesh is shin, Shkalim is a man, and Menorah is He. So the Rashi tables and the Seifei tables of Shkalim, Menorah, and Hachoidesh spells Moshe. Says the Quran, these were the three mitzvahs that were meyuchet. This was the Chalik in Torah that belonged to Moshe Rabbeinu. In reading this, I'm not understanding. In other words, the three mitzvahs that Majabinu couldn't understand. His Khailik in Torah was that after those three things that he couldn't happen and till Akadishwar showed him exactly what it was supposed to look like. But you know when Hashem shows you what it's supposed to look like? Hashem gives you the accomplishment when you've put in all of your qala. Even if it's something that at the end of the day you couldn't figure it out on your own, but you did <coughs> the best you can, you worked it out to the best of your ability, so then the accomplishment will be shown to you by Hashem. We can't always necessarily accomplish things on our own, but we could do the best we can. And that's what's required. Moshe Rabbeinu, his contribution to the Mishkan, his chelak in Torah, Moshe, is the best he can. That's what Moshe Rabbeinu does. And HaKadosh Baruch Hu gives him that accomplishment. If he's meant to accomplish, HaKadosh Baruch Hu will give him that accomplishment, even if he didn't necessarily do it himself. But that's a direct outgrowth of the fact that he tried. You might not be able to finish it on your own. But you're not a bencharon He hibat only because if you do the best you can, the accomplishments are going to happen anyway. So, in general, this is a good shmos for any time of the year. We mentioned before, you know, we're almost by the end of Asman. People are already coming back because the base manager, people are coming back from Eretz Israel, they're already on Ben Asman. because it's the strong yeshiva that it is, has an extra week, all the way until the end of next week. Pretty amazing star in the day. And even if various Bikir Shurum, let's say, are, are finishing whatever their Seder HaLimut is, okay, so whatever you've finished, there's so many other Chalakim in the that you're able to learn. If it's chazarah, if it's your preparation for Pesach, it's amazing. We might have a whole other week. But that's it. It's only one more week. So first of all, I want to share with you something. <clears throat> I heard once on a tape from the, the tape was the pre-CDs. I, I heard once on a, on a tape from Rav Utman, the Rav of the He was explaining how when Hordas, when he refurbished the base HaMikdash, so the Gemara says at the beginning of the Basra, that the way he, he used it, he, he used it different types of stone, green and white and blue, one in, one out, one in, one out, and he was going to cover it all with gold. And the Chachamim said, don't do that. It looks like the waves of the ocean. Keep it looking like the waves. It's a good thing, good thing for people to see waves. Why is it such a good thing? So Ruputner explains a very interesting thing about waves. You know, you go to the beach, you go to the seashore, and you see, let's say, the sand is here and the water comes up to here. And then you see waves, waves all the way at the end. What are the waves trying to do? The waves, when it sees that the end is coming, they say, I'm going to give it one more push. One more push. I'm not just going to let it peter out because that's where the sea ends, that's where the water ends, and that's where the, and that's where the sand begins. When I see the end, if I'm water, <coughs> I give it one extra push. A little more. I'm going to go a little further. Dafka, when it comes to the end of the Zman, we read Parshat Sakhaledosh. Ischachas now? Let's end off strong. Let's cut our losses. No, Dafka now is the time for the Ischachas. We have one more week left. This is the time for a person to renew himself and let it spill over onto the, onto the sand, into the Benazmanim. I'm going to give it, but this next week, I'm going to give it a real push. Uh, what could I already accomplish in a week? Your job is not to accomplish. Your job is to do, and to do the best you can. If I'm going to be finishing, I, I, I believe some of the B'kir's Chavur's are, are, are finishing on Monday. I'm going to finish Monday. You know what I could do in those next few days? I'm, I'll start a new limb, but I'll do a, a Hazar. I'll do whatever it is. But I'm going to push myself one extra bit as I'm nearing the end. I realize it's almost over. I'm going to end with a pan. I'm going to end with a knag. That's number one. Number two is also that tzadur pasha. Person's off from yeshiva for three weeks to have a plan for benas you know the In yeshiva, we have our official star and whatever our official star are. It's Whatever we're learning, it's official manik twila. That this is during benas could really branch out. There's so many things obviously help, obviously help out at home, whatever a person needs to do to help, I make mean, But you could accomplish so much when you're not muqbal, you're not limited. Sometimes it's a little limiting, it's a little confining when you're in Yeshiva. You're, you're, you're limited if a person is fell to the yeshiva, a person is doing what the yeshiva is asking him to do. But I could accomplish so much, or I could really not. It's Man saying Hussein. Zman Khe is that a person can feel that he could really soar. He's not shackled by anything. As I'm getting close to Zman Khei Hussein, i mean, this Shabbos is Mubarakum HaKadosh HaKadosh Nisan. Let me go in now with understanding what am I going next week is going to be the strongest week of my Islam. I'm going to come to Dabbing. I'm going to him well. I'm going to Dabbing strong. <clears throat> I'm going to embrace. I'm going to take on whatever my Limudim are. I'm really, really end strong. Like the way that it builds itself up even though it's nearing the end. I'm also going to try to have Yishav Hadas to plan what am I going to do during those three weeks. How am I going to... What Limud? What, is, what, what project can I avoid this Hashem? Am I gonna take on myself for this benesman for the Pesah The week before Pesah, I'm to for the Yanta for Pesach. <coughs> for the week after that, I one that I come back charged for for a samosman. But forget about the forget about the zman as a yid, as a as a Ben-Tur, as a benaliya, as a mabakesh Hashem. What could I do that could make it even stronger? And if a person says, "But how could I think big? man, I'll accomplish it." You know, how many benesmanim and shmuzim before benesmanim I heard that people promised me and told me, "Do do do." So that. <laughs> That's this lesson. Learn from Moshe Abeinu. You want to put up your Mishkan, you want to create a Mishkan, if you want to have your in Kintara, do the best you can. But do the best you can. And the Kirish Hu will give you tremendous accomplishments.